Hey yo, you ready? Let's do it. With the best, don't worry if I write rhymes, I write checks. Who's the boss? Dudes is lost. Don't think cause I'm iced out, I'ma cool off. Who else but me? And if you don't feel me, that means you can't touch me. It's ugly, trust me. Get it right, dog. We ain't never left. We just move in silence and rep to the death. It's official. I survived what I've been through. Y'all got drama, the saga continues. We ain't going nowhere. Ladies and gents, episode 27, BFB, we here. We back in the studio. What's up? You can live here, record here, you can be bad boy artists here, but if you want to do it, first y'all got to walk to Queens and give me a sugar cookie. A sugar cookie, man, this is crazy. We got, come on, man, bad boy. <laughs> oh man we in. we jumping in episode 27 baby episode 27 Huncho, marty bathwater we here baby <laughs> yeah. teddy b Woo! oh baby gotta love dids <laughs> oh man that was such a good show oh too. man such, such a, a good, good show. show you could never have a show like that on tv now <laughs> no not now. absolutely not, now. not. no way uh, all right, episode 27. Let's jump right into it. Yeah, oh, it's damn. a bit of a late start for the boys here, but yeah. we had a little visitor in the studio, mm-hmm. the Regina Vagina, Big yeah, Dick Nick. Back in town for a little bit. Stopped in, said hello, so Stopped that's in. how we had a little bit of a late start. Yeah, and we got we to gotta commend him, paid up on his debts. Uh, for those that aren't uh, aware, uh, Big Dick Nick is a massive uh, Anaheim Ducks fan, growing up his whole life as a Ducks fan. So, uh, yeah, the last game that the Oil and Duck played, we put a bottle on it. Oh, and you won. And, uh, yeah, Connor got a hattie, (laughs) 6-2. So, yeah, Nick just paid up on his debts, dropped over a beautiful bottle of Buffalo Trace Mm. for the boys. Yeah, boys are having one. Yeah, so thank you, Nick. Nice seeing you. Declined to uh, appear on In Studio. studio. Fair enough, Mm -hmm. fair enough. Maybe one day. Teach his own, but he did leave a couple nice questions. Mm -hmm. Ferda. All right. So, who who's your 27? Uh, I have to say, this is a player that, when I first got into football, he was my favorite right away, and for a while. Uh, I went with Eddie George. Yeah. Titans, uh, running back. Yeah, love the guy. Love him. Loved uh I was into the Titans a little bit. Like, when I first got into it, I didn't <laughs> mind. Titans guy? I didn't mind their run to the Super Bowl against uh, the St. Louis Rams. That was... Easily one of the most uh, memorable Super Bowls for me personally. 
with that stop on the one one yard line, yeah. Mike Jones, Dyson reaching across, or Mason, I don't know which one it was, <laughs> but they were so good at the time. Yeah. How are the unis though? And that's what kind of drew me to them too. I didn't mind the baby blue navy oh, blue combo. Man. Don't mind it. Not sure about what I think about their current redesign. No, man, but, they're bad. Uh, I like the blue helmets. All right, all they're right. They're better than a white one. I uh, I went with Rashad Jennings. <laughs> no, yeah. A New York <laughs> legend. No, don't all right? tell me you're a Rashad Jennings. <laughs> <laughs> I started Rashad Jennings one time, and he chunked off like a fucking 73-yard run to the house. And I was like, fucking rights, you know? <laughs> Finally paying off. Way to go, 2-7. There's a few. There's a few. Um, Deonta Foreman. Yeah. Or yeah, 27. Yeah, yeah. Guy who... Was supposed to start, never, never got activated. Yeah. Pick him up. Yeah, you know, he, he might be a good stash. Yeah, never. Uh, yeah. Lenny Fournette. Mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt. Len Dog. Yeah, the Len Dog. Yeah, Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah, that's right. Uh, DeAndre Baker, quarterback for the Giants, rookie, <laughs> penalty machine. <laughs> yeah, Kalen Balaj. Oh yeah. Boo! <laughs> and uh, Blunt, War 27, mm. I believe in Detroit. Yeah, wow. Great list, Gord. But as always, I'm surprised at who you left off of your list. <laughs> Let's start in the New York Giants category. Not only could you have gone with Brandon Jacobs, who was a giant for a real nice giant for a while there. <laughs> yeah. You could have also gone with Ron Dane, part of Thunder and Lightning with Tiki Barber. <laughs> oh, I can't believe you didn't go Ron Dane, man. Wisconsin legend. Uh, Steve Atwater played for a while. He wore 27. Uh, Larry Johnson, former uh, Chiefs running back, also did. Uh, one of the more underrated corners currently in the league. And I'm, I'm mad. We talked about it earlier in the uh, season. Who's who's the best corner? Is Jalen Ramsey the best quarterback? Cornerback, uh, and I said athletically yes, but fundamentally it's Stephen Gilmore. But this yeah. guy needs to be in the conversation too. Tre'Davious White in Buffalo. Yeah, he's good. He's real good. So he wears twenty seven. I thought you might hit on uh, feast mode himself, Eddie Lacy. <laughs> <laughs> but you neglected him. Yeah. I skimmed through the list, man. It's a yeah. tough list to read. Oh, big time. And then uh, a guy I proudly wore his number while we were down in Denver, Sean Moreno. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. Oh, yeah, baby. You know what? Before we proceed, we have to... Uh, that was... It was too good to the first time. We can't let it stop there. Y'all got to walk uptown to the Bronx and get breast milk from a Cambodian immigrant. <laughs> I only drink the finest breast milks. <laughs> Go out there and milk the Cambodian. It's 100% Cambodian. Man. <laughs> it's the real shit. Breast milk. You made my day. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Fuck man. That show was so fucking funny. We oh, could yeah. have a Chappelle's show quote oh, yeah. each episode. Oh, for sure. We sh- might have easily. to start mixing one in. Easily. Oh, there's yeah. They Game. walk the line, that's for sure. Blouses. <laughs> oh baby. Oh man. Well, who's the sponsor this week, Daddy? <clears throat> well, I'm gonna take this sponsor on myself. Um This week's sponsor is <laughs> formal apologies. 
Um, I don't know what other way to approach this, but last episode, uh, I had a moment of weakness. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know what? Like, I, I couldn't help it. We were very drunk, or very high, I should say, and uh, I got to talking about Kazine Daniels, and I laughed when I was talking about his injury, and uh, some asked if I was crying hysterically or laughing hysterically, but uh, I was laughing, and I need to come clean. I, I need to apologize <laughs> to Kazine and his his story. And I, I was just, laughing, too. I yeah. was laughing, too. I couldn't help it. But. Yeah, and I just I just hope he finds it in his heart to forgive the BFB because we are a good pod. We are good people. We're trying to bring light to his story, and we did it in the wrong way. So for that, I apologize, Kazine, and to our loyal, loyal listeners. You know what, Maddie? It is too late. Yeah, it's too late to apologize. The deed is done. <laughs> the deed is done. It's oh, man. But you know what? I have to take partial blame for that because as soon as Matt started telling the story about him on the scooter, I fucking cracked up and howled <laughs> laughing. And then, yeah. and then Matt was laughing so hard, you really couldn't tell if he was crying or not. No. <laughs> I know. And I've just, I'm just, I've lost it, like all control at this point. And I'm like, Reaching across the couch, throwing my phone at Gord, hitting him in the shoulder. He's just waving me off like, no, 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 man. Like, don't, do not pin this on me. Yeah. This is your ride. Yeah, man. You got to you fucking reap what you sow, yeah. buddy. Oh, yeah. Just, and he answered the belt this week, so. Yeah, exactly. So. Let's put it behind us. Exactly. Onward and upward. <laughs> it's bigger than us. It's way too late to apologize, so. Well, uh. <laughs> Moving on, Gordon. Moving on. Q&A's. Text and answer. Well, you know what? We're keeping it crisp again this week. Keeping it crisp. We're keeping it fresh. And with that in mind, let's get to the big topic at hand. The Thursday night game just ended between the yes. Steelers and the Browns. We had a question come in from uh, goalie Drew all the way in Summerside, and he gets right to it. Is Garrett done for the year? I think he might be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. You can't do that. It sucks. Uh, yeah, so for those that aren't aware, I'm sure it's going to be all over the internet in the next 10 minutes. But uh, yeah, Garrett rips off Mason Rudolph's helmet with eight seconds left in the game. Uh, they After they're on the ground, he basically jerks him around a couple times and then swings his helmet, Mason Rudolph's helmet, at Mason Rudolph, hits him in the head. Hits him in the head. Marquise Pouncey loses it, uh, stomping on Garrett while he's being pinned down by David DeCastro, punching him. Larry Ogunjobi takes the time to come and blindside Rudolph, who's still without a helmet, again, <laughs> to the ground. Which is funny, though. <laughs> to the ground. And those three guys, Pouncey, Garrett, and Ogunjobi, are thrown out of the game. And Garrett, suspension for sure. Oh, absolutely. Length. Who we knows? don't know you now, but safe to say it's going to be the rest it's of the year. It's going to be long, man. Yeah. As it pretty much should be. Well, it sucks. He he hurt the team in the long <clears> run. <throat> he hurt himself. Uh, I, he I, must have said something. Though. There had to be something leading up to it. Uh, he's not that kind of guy. Like, we're talking about a, a defensive end 
that uh, writes poetry in his spare time and is really into dinosaurs. Like, it's not... This isn't in his character. I don't want to defend him because it was a shitty, dirty, dirty play. Like, that has no place in the game. True. And he cost... And he cost us. He cost us. Like, if we had any hope of being relevant and going on a run here, he hurt us huge. Big time. And he knows it. We saw a little bit of their interview at the end of the game. They talked to uh, Rudolph, Garrett, everybody involved, the coaches. Freddie Kitchen didn't mince, wor- mince uh, his words. He, you know, he Straight called. Straight up told him out. So did Baker. Yeah. Baker called him out Baker too. Baker called him out right on the field with Aaron Andrews. So everybody's aware uh, about this. And, you know, as I as I mentioned to, to Huncho, of course this happens on Thursday night. When everybody's watching. Yep. Every eye in the league is watching that game. And now this is what people are going to think that Miles Garrett is. And it sucks because he isn't. Yeah. Like, this is so out of character. But now he's going to have to live with this. You know, you, you do one bad thing in sports and it sticks with you. You know? Yeah, Todd, that's true. Look at Todd Bertuzzi. Look at uh, uh, Marty <clears throat> McSorley. Like, these guys in hockey are, you know, uh, what's um, his name? I mean, football players, it's a little different because it's happening so much. Not that specific situation. Yeah. But offside shit happens a lot. True, right? but like, usually it's off the field. Yeah. You don't really see, like, yeah, you blatantly see vicious, like, assault on the field, you know? Yeah. Uh, are on the field. So, he did McSorley him. Yeah, so it's just like, it sucks, because I don't, I don't want him to be remembered like that, but I think he kind of... He no, kinda he fucking... Wrote his own... Just like you, buddy, he made the bed he slept oh, in. fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, it sucks. Uh, I don't know. Um, uh, it is what it is. Yeah, fired up at the time. Um, you know, for years, Pittsburgh has bullied Cleveland. There was a lot of rough, rough uh, shit going on in that game, but uh, yeah, yeah, there was lots of headshots. Long and the short of it, I don't think we need to touch on it anymore. There's gonna be a lot more coming out. Uh, yeah, we'll bring it back next week. Yeah, so we'll exactly. See what the follow yeah. was. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, should we hit the Regina's question? Yeah, let's do it. Um, Big Dick Nick, Regina Vagina was just here. Good to see you, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, he fired off a couple quick questions right before he left. Yeah. That's right. He says, uh, Maddie and Gord, who do you think finishes with the MVP? I think... It's a toss-up, man. It's a toss-up now. I think it's three guys that are in the lead. Russ, Lamar, and... I would say McCaffrey. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe McCaffrey. Like, normally it would be Mahomes in that spot, but he's been injured and battling shit, so it can't be him. You do you give it to a does a defensive player win it? No, man. Defensive players never win it. But it's What if what if Minka Fitzpatrick keeps doing what he's doing? Yeah. And they make playoffs. Yeah, obviously he would guide them to the playoffs, but let's say he keeps up this clip of basically an interception a game or a fumble or turnover like other like tonight he didn't really do much, but you know, in the games leading up to it his stats were crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I, I don't mind. When's the last time you went to a defensive player? Yeah. <laughs> right? That's true. And it's tough even for, like, you know, position players like running backs to get it. Yeah. But the year that LaDainian Tomlinson got it, uh, McCaffrey's numbers are better. Yeah. So. Well, we'll see. Maybe there's some dark horses that get tossed in there. Yeah, who knows? Maybe, maybe you heard it here first. Derek Carr. Yeah, I the mean, guy's quietly having an unreal season, a career is, year yeah. when he needed to have it. I don't. Do I think he should get it? No, I think my answer to this question is Russell Wilson. 
yeah. because of how he does it and what he's done it with. Yeah. You watch that Thursday night victory, uh, or sorry, that Monday night victory over San Francisco on the road. Mm-hmm. You know, look at who he's throwing to. Tyler Lockett goes down. He's got a, a Hollister and a Metcalf, a guy that just got there. Um, and Josh Gordon. No namer. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's kind of all over the place. So, uh, yeah, I would pick Russ. But getting back to Derek Carr, he's got nice numbers. And he's got great numbers. Yeah, and like he's – we, I don't know if we chatted about it this or last week, but in a year where a few quarterbacks had to prove – Hey, yeah. I'm the guy. Keep me around. Derek Carr is the one that did it. Mm-hmm. Jameis Winston sure hasn't proved anything. Fucking Mariota obviously did. Mariota didn't. He's on the pine. And Cam Newton's. They're already talking about what he would look like in a Bears uni. Yeah. So. True. Yeah. Maybe a dark horse. He's got to keep it up though. And Oakland has to keep winning. But they do have a nice schedule nice coming thing, down the bend. Nice thing about Derek Carr in Oakland is the jerseys match the eyeliner. Right? <laughs> yeah, it keeps up his kiss motif. Yeah, exactly. Guy looks like fucking Wednesday Adams, man. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. oh my god. Um, second question from the Regina, Regina. Yeah, is wait, uh, who did you pick as MVP? Oh, I I said Christian McCaffrey. Oh, he's your guy. Yeah, I think he's my guy. over Lamar. Wow. Well, I think if he continues the numbers and if Carolina makes the playoffs, yeah. Fuck, man. How do you deny it? He's he's probably going to have the most yards from scrimmage. He might even be like up there with with, with the receivers. You True. know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's the thing. Um, but it's tough giving it to running backs, right? If not, I. And again, it depends. It depends on how far these teams go, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Who makes so. the playoffs? All that stuff. Okay, what was the second? Um, <coughs> he says, "Are the high flying Ravens really Super Bowl contenders?" And I think they are. I think they can... You know what? He's not proven in the big games yet, but... I think if they stick to their game plan, he's... Lamar Jackson's such a weapon that they can beat teams, you know? Yeah. Uh... Yeah. It's... uh, I hate buying... I hate giving the Ravens credit, but... Yeah, I I think you have to consider them. I mean, the one thing that's sticking in the back of my mind is uh, last year when they made the playoffs against the Chargers, and the Chargers just shut Lamar right down. Yeah. You know, I don't even think they got over 10 points in that game. I think the game was like 13-10 to or 13-7 or something like that. So it it can be done to quiet him. I mean, I don't want to toot the Browns' horn because there's a lot of shit going on with the Browns, but <laughs> they did crush Baltimore earlier in the year, 40-28 yeah, to 28 or something like that. So, um, yeah, I, I would say at this point, yeah, uh, it helps that the AFC is much weaker than the uh, NFC at mm-hmm. this point. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think they're going to – I think – I don't know. I think the NFC – well, the Patriots are always there, right? But the NFC is going to – Fuck them Didn't over take it they, this year. Yeah, I think so. So all right, all right. Yeah, I think you have to you have to give it cred. I mean, it you'd be hard. You, no, no matter where your football allegiances lie, you have to give credit where it's due. How dare you? Can't turn your eyes, right? <laughs> so give it where it's due. Oh man. Yeah. Got um, a few more. Yeah. Well, we got some nice ones coming in this week. So I'm I'm not I'm debating whether where to go with this one. Well, uh, we have a new listener, I have to say, 
And it's to the it's uh, it's because our good pal Andy in Strathcona, Vancouver, is spreading the gospel. Yeah, oh yeah, so, he's out there on the the milk crate. Yeah, with the with the microphone on the corner. Oh yeah, exactly. Preaching the BFB yeah. gospel, holding a cardboard sign on the street corner. <laughs> you know, letting them know. Uh, and so he said he got this this question forwarded to him from his uh, new friend and our new listener. Uh, the Chinatown Can Collector. The Triple C. Hi, everyone. Long-time listener, first-time caller. I'm a big fan of the league and the pod and decided to throw my support behind the neighboring Strathcona Coronas at the start of the year. They dazzled me with five straight decisive victories after a quick run-in with a buzzsaw week one, but have since dropped four straight. In two of the last three weeks... The Coronas have barely cracked 50 and 60 points. <laughs> I'm frankly a bit embarrassed. My question to you is, do you think these Coronas win another game this season? Your friend and fan, the Triple C. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I mean, it's tough for me to say yes because I play you this week. Yeah, it's hard. when right? You're in the same division. So he's off to a rough start. I mean, Deontay Johnson and Connor both went down. He got a combined 3.3 points from two of his players. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's that's <laughs> shitty luck, man. Like, that's not even... I don't know. It's tough. It's tough for you, buddy. Mm-hmm. As he said, he... Uh, even though they were out of the game, Yahoo was still sending him alerts, letting him know his players were entering the red zone. Yeah. He said, that's so cold. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, so, speaking of alerts... Tay from Bonnie Doom drafted my team in the hard hats, right? Yes. Yeah. And he's still logged into mine, so he gets updates. And oh, he's like, shit. he's like, man, he's like, you guys have a guy with the team name White Tight Ends Win? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, man, he changes it every week. <laughs> fuck, it was funny, man. But. Oh, that's good. Yeah. What's he this week? Oh, the. Uh... Yeast Lake Flounders. <laughs> take, on the, take on the East Lake Scoundrel. So I was doing a little pod prep earlier. What? No. I know. Just a touch, right? And I was taking a look. And I was like, man, I was like, why would Scott change his name to the Yeast Lake Flounders? Because I was like, I don't know. I was obviously just looked at one yeah. side. But yeah, it was, it's a good name. It's funny. Okay. Do you want to answer Andy's question now? Hmm. <laughs> Do you think he gets another win? Well, who does he play? (coughs) He's got you this week. You next week. And me next week. And then he finishes the season with the rock man himself. Ooh, I'm in a tough bye week next week. Um... Yeah, he might beat beat Careless Whisper. It's a bit of a dumpster battle, but... Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I don't think you, I'm going to beat you, Andrew. And uh, <laughs> I think Gordon's going to beat you, too. I fucking hope so. Uh, although, like, for... For... Yeah, I don't know. For me, it's nice. Yeah, I think I think you're going to uh, beat John. If I win out... I think the I real question out? here is, will John win another game? And the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> So. I've settled into my bee pool life, man. Mm. I'm I'm into it. Yeah, in the lounger. I'm reading Don't Kill Myself books <laughs> and I'm I'm settled in. Oh fuck. The roller coaster that is fantasy, man. I was so high a couple weeks ago. Yeah. You come crashing down, man. You come crashing down. But you gotta you gotta shake it off, move on, right? Yeah. 
That's but true. I don't even know if I want to win the B pool because it hasn't ever worked for Feldy. To get first, first. Yeah, I pick. don't even know if I want first overall pick. I like a middle pick, like five. If you have it, if you haven't traded it away for I peanuts tra- on the dollar, I haven't traded anything away this year. Mm, that's right. Okay, man, self control, beautiful. Oh. Um, okay, this this question uh, came in before the end of the Thursday Nighter from uh, uh, Isaac in Inglewood, and he wrote in, he said, Baker Mayfield obviously looks like Marv from Home Alone. Who would you cast to be Harry as his wet bandit partner from the Browns team? Follow-up question, who would play Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know, you want to tackle this? Or you I don't know, man, I mean, it's tough, like... Does he look like Marv or does he look like Harry? <laughs> I think he looks a little bit more almost like Harry. Joe Pesci? Yeah, because he's short. He's got dark hair. Marv is more like... Joe Pesci didn't have hair. Burnt yeah. it off. Flamethrower. <laughs> Flamethrower to the skull. <laughs> I think I think Marv is almost like the Scottish Hammer, Jamie Gillen. Oh. You know? Yeah, you know what? Right? Jamie Gillen did come across when I read it too. So that's kind of what I thought. Yeah, so I was like, okay, Jamie Gillen maybe, but I ended up going uh, Joel Petonio, our left <laughs> guard, because he's pretty funny. But then I watched the end of the Thursday Nighter, and clearly his partner would be Larry Ogunjobi, <laughs> the guy that comes in and nails Rudolph when no one else is looking and Garrett's getting pummeled on the ground. So that's who uh, would play Harry in my books. And the Kevin is any team leading the AFC North. Because we can never catch him. <laughs> Can't find him, man. Can't find him. Can't oh, ever. Get, he always get, they always get the best of us. Kevin's not here. Kevin's not here. <laughs> Buzz, I'm looking at a picture of your girlfriend. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> Great movies. Oh, Great yeah, movies. for sure. Oh, fuck. Okay. And then what? Our Yeti's buddy wrote one in too, eh? Yeah, well, we got one from a long-distance listener first. Oh, okay. Okay, so this comes in from C-Rob, uh, all the way from some Thai beach. I don't know which one. Boys, long-time listener slash executive producer. <laughs> <laughs> With week 11 here, I have a wide receiver fantasy question slash conundrum. Who has the better chance of going out and having a respectable week this week? Jameson Crowder, who gets the Washington Redskins, or fantasy darling Robert Woods, who gets the Chicago Bears. As always, this pod is what makes my week while traveling abroad, riding camels, and scuba diving in the ocean. <laughs> Cheers, fellas. Sweet, buddy. Yeah. Nice. Well, you know what I do on Tuesdays and Wednesdays? Wake up and go to work. Yeah. <laughs> I drive an icy road. <laughs> yeah, man. It to was icy today. Oh, it's Fuck. I bet you were just counting the... Count the checks. Oh, hey? it's the dollars rolling <laughs> in, man. Yeah, dollars rolling oh, in. Baby. I don't know. I mean, he hasn't been. Jameson Crowder is my pick. He hasn't been getting the targets like he was earlier in the year. But last last week he had a great stat line: five receptions, eighty-one yards, and uh, one one tutty. Yeah, I would roll Crowder. I think. Yeah, I I'm in the same mindset. Uh, I don't know what's going on in uh, Los Angeles. No, I trust Crowder a little bit more, which is crazy because he's a player for the Jets. Um, but yeah, like, but he gets the looks over Robbie Anderson. Oh, for sure, because he's the he's the short intermediate guy. Yeah. So Darnold ain't looking. He doesn't have the time to look deep. He's no, got to he look doesn't. at those intermediates. Um, and I think the other thing too is Goff has looked terrified in the last couple weeks. The season really. 
he looks scared out there. And his like last week, Big Dick Nick had a big gripe about Cooper Cup getting zero points. He needed five, got him none. Uh, so he and this was that was the guy that was going for them. Yeah, we'll right? talk. We'll talk Cooper a little later. All right. Yeah. So and same with Robert Woods. He's kind of been uh, everybody thought he would be a very reliable mid range mid uh, teens wide receiver. Yeah. You could get it hasn't turned out that way. So yeah, I, I go Crowder. Crowder. Crowder for sure. All right. Well, we have one more question, uh, and this one comes in from the Northern Alberta Black Bear, but really, it's on behalf of both him and the Yeti. <laughs> so he writes. Were they in, chatting? They probably had a nice dinner last night. It's very crazy that you uh, that you brought that up because they had a meal fit for a king. <laughs> he describes it in the question. Politics and current events are always hot topics around the den. In fact, this past week. We got into a rather heated discussion while enjoying an amazing meal of pan-roasted stray cat layered with a herb tomato puree featuring a creamy blend of artisanal cheeses. Sometimes the Yeti and I see eye to eye, while other times we bicker more than Baker in the Cleveland media. <laughs> Given the recent events surrounding Don Cherry and the word choices he used on Hockey Night's <laughs> Coach's Corner, we are both wondering... If Huncho is feeling a bit of heat with some of his word choices, <laughs> particularly when it comes to tight ends, we'll hang up and listen. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, but I mean a little bit, but the problem is I just keep going back to that same old mentality and you guys will find out a little later. Why. But I mean, you know, I, the, the thing about the Don Cherry thing is he obviously didn't approach it the right way. And I think I, you know, I think he deserved to be fired, but, um, I think if he would have worded it a little bit differently, he would have still had a job. Oh, for sure. And yeah. I mean, I can't knock the guy for wanting to support veterans. I mean, you know, I, I'm, support that too i mean you know the shop always has parents sure. always have we go to remembrance day ceremony every single year yeah um and uh you know it just should have approached it differently right and you know the guy has been fucking overseas in camps in afghanistan and shit during christmas time and oh fucking, for sure you know so i just i think like you know his heart is there but he's an old ass man and he just says the fuck whatever yeah, he comes that, to his mind that right cool mentality man. so you know yeah. i mean obviously that's not the way the the world is anymore no so you, you obviously no, he's have been to like adjust. that forever and if, yeah. it's, if it's not you know immigrants in canada it's a russian hockey player or a <laughs> soft swede right yeah, so exactly. it's just like i'm not surprised it happened it was like okay it was a long it, time coming it was a long time coming and uh yeah, I'm surprised he lost it as long as he did, to to be quite frank. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wasn't calling for his head or anything. No, no, no. So, and I think, like, he didn't help his his cause when he kind of doubled down on, <laughs> on uh, what he said. Well, yeah, I mean, because, I mean, who knows, right? It's tough. Yeah. You'd have to ask him in person to see what the real deal was. True. Right? <laughs> Maybe we can get him on one time. <laughs> I'm sure he's looking for something to do. Yeah. yeah. You two would get along swimmingly. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. And that was text and answer. That was TNA. Yeah. Fucking half hour in. Not even bad, man. Not bad. Clipping. So what? We uh, passing it around? Yes. And before we spark, kudos to Gord, who stopped by the local uh, shop. 
and picked up a couple pre-rolls. Frida, <laughs> I'll be smoking a uh, City Lights Critical Kush. And Gord, what will you be having tonight? I'm having a Casablanca. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh yeah. Shared one of the shared a Casablanca earlier tonight with uh, Big Dick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, spark her up. Feeling buddy. good. Looking better. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, pass it around. I only got a couple this week. All right. Well, you want to start it off? <clears throat> I mean, I think the big news is Colin Kaepernick getting the workout. Yeah. Um, eleven teams, I think, had uh, confirmed that they were going to be there. Yep. That's Arizona, true. Atlanta, Cleveland, Denver, Detroit, Miami, New England, the Giants, the Jets, Tampa Bay, and Washington. Yeah. And. Uh, I thought you would be happy, Matt, because the workout is getting led by <laughs> your boy. <laughs> he is never my boy. I know exactly where this is going. He is not my boy. I don't want him. I don't like him. Hugh Jackson. Yeah. So let's look at this from a wide angle. So in most cases, um, teams do uh, workouts for prospective free agents on Tuesdays. <laughs> And the reason being is <laughs> games are on Sunday and Monday. Tuesday is usually an off day. They don't don't get back to practice until Wednesday. So the coaches and the GM is available on Tuesday. So Colin asked the league if he could have a Tuesday, and he was told um, no. He actually was informed about this Saturday's uh, workout in Atlanta this past Tuesday morning. So less than a week uh, notice. Um and when he asked, to, like we said, to change it to a Tuesday, they they said no. And he said, well, can I pick a different Saturday? And they again said no. So, <laughs> And then they said, oh, by the way, we're going to make Hugh Jackson run your fucking workout. So I on the exterior, it looks like a nice move by the NFL. Uh, if you dig deeper, it's just it's such a courtesy call for Kaepernick. I, I think they're just kind of paying him service. Yeah, I and think like so how, too. like why is it? Why is this three years after the case? Yeah, I agree. You know, um, and that's kind of what Robbie's question. Yeah, Robbie, Robbie from the QMP wrote it, and he said, like, is this is it a stunt? Will anything come of it? And he said he would look good in the blue and orange. <laughs> he would. He would. Like, giddy up. But I mean, you know, as the old man says in uh, in you know hectic times comes uh, comes opportunity. Hopefully. Look on the bright side, Dad. Did you know that the Chinese use the same word for crisis as they do for opportunity? Yes, crisis-tunity. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. I don't know if anything's going to come out of it. Mm. I, you know. It's, Man, it's, if he signed in New England, uh, how crazy would that be, though? Well, yeah, I don't know. He doesn't really run the same system as Tim Brode. No, I know, but still, like... That's the kind of project that Belichick would take on. It's done it every year. Do you think he really gives a, a fuck if Kaepernick was kneeling on the sidelines? As long as he doesn't do it there, he doesn't care. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, it's like typical case, actually. There was that viral video this week that came out of uh, Jamie Collins in the middle of practice running up to like the sled machine and doing a backflip off of it. Oh. And that's the same Jamie Collins that, like, four years ago when he left to go to come to Cleveland, he was like, yeah, it wasn't even that good. Like, <laughs> we're fine losing him. And then as soon as Cleveland cut him, first team that signed him back up with the Patriots, yeah. like, you know, they've got no problem taking whatever and baggage or whatever. And anything making involved. it work. Exactly. Yeah, totally. 
uh, uh, feel-good moment, uh, I don't know if I should be handling this, uh, <laughs> came, a story came out this week about Larry Fitzgerald, uh, who when, uh, obviously last week the Bucks and the Cards played, and that's Bruce Arians' former team, um, and I guess when he was coaching the Cards, uh, they hit a game-winning field goal on Christmas Eve 2016 against the Seahawks, and during the celebration, uh, legendary Larry the Legend jumped up and knocked uh, Arian's hat, his glasses off, and actually uh, tore his rotator, tore his rotator cuff. Uh, and after in the media scrum, Arian's joked, one of the reporters said, Is, are you going to get him to write you a, uh, a get well soon card? He said, no, he can get me a get well convertible. Like as a joke. Well, fast forward to the following Christmas and number 11 had a Mercedes convertible waiting on the coach's driveway Christmas day uh, with uh, a big bow on it. Yeah, big bow on it. Sick. Yeah. Legendary Larry. Yeah. What? Like, I've never heard anything bad about the guy. No, man. Never. Never. No. I like listening to him on Westwood One. Oh. On the radio. They interview him now? Uh, He was on there a while ago. Because it's always Tom... Tom in the middle of the Brody. yeah the halftime report. I don't mind that either, though. Yeah. Teach his own. I don't mind Tom. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, like he's an okay guy. He wins lots. All the Everybody time. hates him. Yeah. Um. <coughs> have you heard uh, <coughs> rumblings that? Holy fuck! <laughs> the pre rolls are a little dry sometimes. <coughs> They hit a guy. Have you heard these uh, these rumblings that they might go to a 17-game season? I have. I Cut have. down the preseason a bit? I agree, man. The preseason's garbage anyway. Oh, yeah. It's a wasted fucking time. Two games max is all you need. Yeah. 17-game season. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know your starters. Get them a few reps and then let the other guys So that means the entire season would be 18 weeks. So there'd be two less preseason games. I don't right know how many of the, I don't know, I, I'm, that's my recommendation too, takeaway. I don't know if that's what the legit uh, proposal is to reduce them, but well, it's four and you, now, have to, right? you have to have one extra week, right? Yeah, for sure. For buys. Yes. Yeah, so an 18-week season. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm, With like two it. preseasons, yeah. Um, how are they ever going to have a team in London? Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't. I, that doesn't make sense to me. I have to say, like, I think it'd be sick. Yeah, that'd be sick. But like, think about it. Like, as the as a player playing in London, the the proposal is you would play your first eight home games right in a row. Yeah, and then you play your last eight home game or your last eight games are on the road. Yeah. Okay, so you're right. You're raising a family in London, and you're got you. You can say to your family, you're like, okay, I'm here for two months, and then I'm gonna be gone for straight two months yeah like it's like it's it's one thing to do it to the players and the travel and all that shit but then you're you got to think about like the family logistics of it like it just doesn't i don't see it happening yeah mexico city would be way more feasible yeah actually we'll be talking about estudio azteca <laughs> uh, estadia azteca <laughs> uh, we should on. have a shakira app did we uh yeah, how about we played She Wolf on here already? How? Oh, on the pod one time, yeah. like yeah, probably. So we've given her props. Yeah. Ah, uh, shit. All right. Um, here's a little tidbit about uh, Terrell Davis. So you want to know how deep NFL rivalries run? 
Terrell Davis's eight-year-old son, he had him removed from his youth football team and placed on a completely different one only because the team's name was the Raiders. No way. Yeah. My son ain't playing for the Raiders. <laughs> Fuck. Wild. Just crazy. Man, that's that's hardcore though. Yeah. Why? Well, if you got if you hate him that much. Well, he was he was a Bronco, same yeah. division, right? Yeah. That you can't stand for that. Nope. What do you got on uh Daniel? Our board our boy Danny Dimes? Let's Man, not, let's not both claim him. Aww, you, you, I'll let you have you him. Can, I can have him. <laughs> First of all, Danny Dimes has been putting up pretty nice numbers in fantasy the last few weeks. Shortly after Johnny dropped him, yes, that's right. Shortly after Johnny dropped him, he's been putting up numbers, and uh, and now he's just getting a little bit richer too, because he trademarked. The term Danny Dimes. <laughs> and he didn't even like Danny Dimes. Yeah, I know. He didn't even like it at first. You know what the funny thing is? In the press release, when they said, yeah, Danny Dimes is, yeah, Daniel Jones is applying for the Danny Dimes trademark, they said, trademark the phrase for clothing, computer games, helmets, yeah. inflatable toys, and other uses. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Oh, man. <laughs> I was just trying to grab Jones' fucking numbers here, but I can't... Uh... Oh, don't worry. We'll be talking about them later in the buds. Oh, nice. Yeah, don't you worry about him. All right. I've got him covered. Oh, I'm okay. Covered. My, your boy too, man. <laughs> yes, I guess. God damn it. <laughs> Fuck. God damn oh, it. Until you put me in a corner. <laughs> Pickled, yeah. <laughs> Shit. Oh, man. Um, I got... Uh, do you have anything else? I've got three more things for Pass It Around. One of them is mainly fantasy related. Right. I just didn't know where to stick it in the show. All right, all right. Well, so, let it fly, man. Well, let, let, fly. Let, let, let me finish the question. So, the, the, or the points, I should say. This one's not NFL relevant now, but it will be next season because it involves uh, debatably the number one pick in this year's upcoming draft, depending which team gets first. If it's a team not looking for a quarterback, Chase Young, defensive end from Ohio State, is going to go number one. It's, you can book it. You can take that to the bank unless the team needs a quarterback. But Chase Young will go first overall. Um, anyways, it came out uh, earlier this week that he was suspended for four games by the NCAA for accepting a loan. Well, as you dove into it, the loan was from a family friend who gave him enough money to pay for a, f- a plane ticket for his girlfriend to fly to his first ever bowl game. So while well, he was playing at Ohio State last year, he repaid the debt within two to three months and all was good. But then the NCAA got a hold of it and they may- basically said, you've accepted a loan. You're done for four games. He ended up appealing it, got it reduced to two games, which is all right. But the main reason was because he was so truthful and forthcoming. Fucking wild, man. Bullshit, man. Yeah. It's bullshit. Why should he be getting a reduced sentence for that? He shouldn't be getting any sentence at all. No. The fact that these guys aren't paid for anything. Like, if you're a stud playing in college and you get fucked over with an injury, your career's done. No NFL team is going to take you, right? Or if they do, they take you in the fifth or sixth round as opposed to maybe the first, second, or third, where the paychecks are dramatically different Mm -hmm. for an entry level, right? So it's already a a sport where the the shelf life of an athlete is tiny. 
Like you look at starting running backs, it's like three and a half years, four years average. Max. Their careers last, unless you're Adrian <coughs> Peterson or Frank Gore, right? Carlos Hyde, exactly. Like these ageless guys that just don't go away, right? What is dead may never die. <laughs> but you take that into consideration, and you go to these college guys who are playing sometimes two, three, four years. I think three is the minimum uh, for their team, right? How are they not getting? At least a better monetary uh, reward. Something. You know, it doesn't make sense. It, it pisses me off. A living wage. Yeah. Like. Like, luckily for Ohio State's schedule, they played without them this past week and won. Uh, and then they play Rutgers next, next week, who aren't great. But after that, I think they have Penn State and Michigan. So they've got some studs coming up, right? So they needed they needed, they needed Young for him for sure because they 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 want to be in the conversation for a national title. So, anyways, it's just it's just the NCAA doing its regular bullshit, right? And a little fact on top of it: the same day they announced the Chase uh, Young suspension, they also announced uh, uh, they ruled the number one pick, the potential number one pick in the NBA draft. They ruled him ineligible because his coach helped his family move while he was in high school. Because they deemed it a favor. So the NCAA needs to fuck right off. I'm yeah, tired. that's crazy. It's bullshit, man. So that's, that's Matt, maybe not even irrational hate. That's just Matt's hate this week. Yeah, that's and a big irrational. Well, not irrational. Yeah, no, they that's deserve just a, it. That's a rational hate. They deserve Matt's it. Matt's rational hate. Exactly. Okay. <clears throat> well, I'm going to get into... Uh, the last, the last point, short and sweet. Uh, so this past week, the Cincinnati Bengals played the Baltimore Ravens and got crushed. Smoked. Crushed. Absolutely. Well, like 48-10 or something like that? Yeah, just destroyed. Well, it came out after that during practices that week, the Bengals had A.J. Dalton emulating Lamar Jackson on their scout team. <laughs> like, how did they ever think that was a good idea? You know, like Andy Dalton does not run. Lamar Jackson runs. What an idiot! Oh, what a loser! Good, good. More for me and you. Like, <laughs> God damn it! What are you doing, Cincinnati? Oh, fuck's man. sakes! Cincinnati's—it's <laughs> been on the pod the last few weeks. <coughs> Worst we're, team in football. Yeah, it. You know what? You ha- can't not talk about him. I'm not talking Opened about. up a huge lead for that first overall pick. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, Jeff Bauer? Park? Jeff? The white, what's the... Excuse me? Don Cherry. <laughs> Cherry! Tua Tagovailoa. Tua Tagovailoa from Alabama or Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow. From LSU. Not Jeff yeah. Burrow. No. Yeah. Um, people are saying it's Joe Burrow's two. better. Yeah. It's true. More of a pro-style... Mm-hmm. Uh, quarterback like a traditional guy i um, like baker but not undersized yeah that's true uh i want to end uh pass around the nfl and i kind of want to leave this open to the listeners and like if you want to write in next week and give us your thoughts on this topic i think it's an interesting one and i think it deserves a little bit of uh thought before you immediately scoff at it <laughs> but I, I was i was texting with show life and he's got a really good point uh, he questions, is there need for a tight end position anymore in fantasy football? 
So he's proposing saying that the the way the league is moving, they are moving away from a traditional tight end role of a blocking guy that runs seam routes and catches 10 to 15 yard passes as a safety valve. They're moving away from that. They're moving towards these athletic guys that line up in the slot off the line and they don't block nearly as much. They're just very large humans that can catch the ball yeah. and often have a basketball background. Like that's where coaches are looking for them now. So he's saying, why wouldn't fantasy adapt like the NFL is adapting and changing? Make that position a wide receiver, running back, tight end flex. So if you do have a good tight end that's reliable, like a George Kittle, you obviously play him there. But if you got if you're stuck having to stream through the absolute sewage that is the tight end waiver wire. True. Where you're like, mm, is it a Dawson Knox week or is it a Jared Cook week? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll look at Mike Jacecki. No? Okay, TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. Like you're bopping around all over the place. Why have that debate when you can look at your bench and be like, okay, am I starting Christian uh, Kirk or Curtis Samuel? Yeah. You know, like I'm – I don't it's, know, man. I think it's – I think it's – I, I wouldn't get rid of it. Wouldn't. Look. So you wouldn't want to have the options open? It improves scoring, man. It, yeah, but I mean, if you fucking, if you nail a dart throw that week, man, it feels good too, you know? At tight end? Yeah. But why don't you nail a dart throw with a wide receiver or running back too? Broaden your horizons. I guess, but I don't know. In the Flyers League, the flex, you can put a tight end in too. Yeah, I know, but I'm talking about like, I don't want to play a tight end. <laughs> I want to get rid of it. I don't know, man. Then then what? Then you don't want to play with kickers either? Well, there's talk about that, too. I mean, I don't mind kickers and defenses. I've never tried a league without it, but there are a lot of them moving away from it. Yeah, moving away from kickers, for sure. But it's hard, like, when you have the way the way New England's D performed at the beginning of the season, and they're irrelevant in your league, I, that would be weird, too. You have to have a defense. Because they are a game changer. They won Johnny several of his uh, matchups. Exactly. You know? So, you can't ignore it. But, anyways, I thought it was worth bringing up, and... Um, We'll see what uh, what the what the masses say. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Baby, bounce back, boys! Let's do it. Let's do it. Man, the boys are clipping tonight. Yeah, it feels good. It, it feels, feels good. good. We're down here. We're for the boys. We got a lot left. Like we can't. We get, do. We can't. We can't sit on this right now. <laughs> yeah. Bounce back, boy. It's a guy that uh, Big Nick Nick was a little bit upset about last night or last week. <laughs> Mr. Cooper Cup goose egged. For the boys. For a lot of fantasy owners. He fucking yes. goose egged. Yep. Big time. Last week versus Pittsburgh. Offense doesn't look together. Doesn't look together. But you know what? This week, although the matchup on paper does not look good, I think they're going to start force feeding their boy again versus Chi-Town this week. Okay. I like it. I They got to get him involved. He's they been their biggest to. playmaker, right? They have Why are to. they not getting Cup and Gurley the ball? It all starts with that line, man. They got to protect Cup. All right, they got to protect Goff so he can get the time to get it to Cup. Exactly. And, I mean, he is getting beat up. But uh, I think Cooper Cup, I think he's going to be uh, I think he's gonna be back. <laughs> 105 yards and one score. Oh, baby. <sighs> it's going to be tough, though. 
Oh. <laughs> I'm back, baby. <laughs> but you know what they say, Gord? All you gotta do sometimes is if you dream something, it might happen. Have you ever had a dream that that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything. <laughs> Oh my Have you ever dreamt, Gord? <laughs> Man, I dream every week <laughs> on the Bounce Back Boy and the Fearless Forecast. I dream oh. for a right one. Oh man, <laughs> we might have to have that kid to payroll. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> oh, oh fuck, yeah. You know what? Like. <laughs> oh man, that's the Bounce Back Boy. How dare you? <laughs> oh, Gretz. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Man, I saw this video of this fucking Volkswagen car that had like a big exhaust pipe and it had a picture of Gretz on it that just burned like black smoke. <laughs> like, so spiteful. Oh, baby. For a little. All oh, right. man. What are we hitting next? Oh, my favorite, my favorite, my favorite. United by Unis. Here we go. I told Gord we're going to talk about a part of the uniform that doesn't get discussed much. Like the nose bumper, which I didn't even realize yes, was the the nose bumper we've talked about. The papello pocket. <laughs> we've talked about. Now we're going to talk about socks. <laughs> okay, listen to this. NFL uniform rules dating back more than half a century have always mandated that players wear socks that are white from the ankle to their mid-shin, and then on top of that needs to be a team color or a stripe pattern that's team color from mid-shin to where it meets the pants. So in practice, uh, some players adhered to that. Uh, Most of them didn't, though. In fact, many players in recent years haven't even worn full-length socks, opting instead for like a combination of tights or leggings, calf sleeves, uh, crew socks or white tape even to like mimic in a half-hearted attempt what would look like is mm-hmm. a white sock. Uh, so after years of fruitless, fruitlessly trying to enforce it, the NFL changed it this year. Uh, so new wording in the rule book now allows teams to wear one solid color stocking instead of the old format, which seems like a much simpler and lower maintenance approach for the league to enforce. Um, so at least one team, my Cleveland Browns, have taken full advantage of this uh, during the season, wearing a, a solid orange, a solid white, and a solid brown at different points. Um, so that's pretty neat. I think that's <laughs> wonderful. And I bet you do too. Are they compression socks? Yeah, I think they can do it. Whatever you feel, man. How, you know, whatever you know, if you look good and you feel good and you play good, all that shit, Dion knows. <laughs> the best uni matchup last week, uh, I have to say it belongs to the Monday Nighter, the, Se- the Seattle Seahawks and the 49ers. Uh, I've always got time for those Niner unis. Yeah, they're tight. Those full gray by Seattle, my favorite of their collection. I got a lynch. Yeah, I love them. <laughs> Bravo all around. Very, very nice to look at. This week, the highlights I would like our, our keen listeners to uh, pay attention to 
are number one, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I have to say, when they first came out with uh, their new unis, I wasn't a particular fan, but I, they're growing on me. They're nice. Man. I have to say, the simplicity really works, especially on screen. Like when you see highlights of their games, it looks good, and it really ma- because there's a lot of black, a lot of white, it makes the teal pop a lot more. Yeah. And the fact that they got rid of the gold, the teal pops. It stands on its own. So gotta give credit where it's due. I was skeptical at first, but uh, they've converted. Coming around. Me. Yeah, they've converted. I me. liked them. I always said I liked them. Yeah, that's true. The uh, the th- top three uniforms this week coming up will be uh, Tampa Bay's rocking their all red color rush, which are a nice look. Los Angeles Rams are returning to their royal uh, blue and yellows. Color on color. Uh, yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, uh, no, who's Tampa playing? Didn't she? Oh, I thought No, Tampa's said... playing a different game. Oh, okay. I, I think they're playing Carolina. Hmm. And No, the Rams are, play, are wearing their blues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm excited to see where they take their redesign because that happens next year. Uh, and then perhaps the most aesthetically pleasing game of the week will happen on Monday night. As you touched on it before, Gordo, Estudio Azteca in Mexico <laughs> will play host to the Chiefs, taking on the uh, Chargers in their powder blues. Ooh, I like so the powder re- blue. Oh, me too. And you know what Dion says? You better look good. Look good. Play good. Play good. Pay good. Pay good. Live good. Live good. You know, eat good. Die good. <laughs> Prime time. Oh, you know what? That would be crazy to go to a game in Mexico. It would be fucking wild. Oh, yeah, it would be wild. Buddy, they have chain link fences, like, separating, like, in front of the fans. So oh, people yeah. Don't throw shit and Yeah, stuff. so supporters can't clash, man. It's crazy. It's wild. It would be mm-hmm. fucked. Mm-hmm. But it would be awesome. But you could probably get, like, box seats or something for cheap. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you definitely could. But? <sighs> fucking Mexico, man. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's lawless, man. <laughs> it honestly is. It's lawless. Oh, yeah. well. Sh- shocking that you seem to enjoy it there, hey? Baby. Oh, yeah. Milk Carton Minute. Who's on? There's going to be one episode where we end up just letting that whole song play. Oh, you (laughs) have to, man. It's a good song. It's a great tune. (laughs) Gotta do it. High like paper good, fly like planes or something? I don't know how it goes, but it's good. Yeah. Milk Carton Minute. Maddie's walking around the no frills. Mm -hmm. Check it out. Needs a carton of milk. Who does he see this week? And it, it's a reoccurring statement on the MIA Milk Carton Minute. It's another Cincinnati Bengal. Yeah. And it's Mr. Joe Mixon. Where are you? Where are you? We need you, all right? A guy who got drafted often earlier than Dalvin Cook this year. Yeah. I know Johnny was mad yep. that he took fucking Mixon instead of Dalvin. Yeah. He's failed to score more than double-digit points in all but four games. Um... I think him and AJ Green are both locked in Andy Dalton's basement. Oh. <laughs> and they're stuck. Like, I don't think either of them can get out. I forgot about the Red Rockets dungeon. <laughs> oh, he's got a dungeon, man. He's keeping all his playmakers there. Yeah. So that the team tanks and then he's out of a job. Dude, further to this, most rushes this season without a rushing touchdown. Joe Mixon's number one on that list. 131 attempts, no touchdown. 
Jesus. The guy in second place, Devonta Freeman, has 107. Wild. Which is crazy. Wild. Yeah. And then third, Mark Walton, 53. So it's a, it's, it's a noticeable gap. That's yeah. crazy. So he's on, he's on the carton, man. He's missing. Yeah, he is. Great tune. Oh, baby. Hits you in the feels. Yeah, that's, a, that's an emotional one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's a, it's a P. Dids. It's a daddy episode. It is a daddy. It's a daddy episode. Oh, man. <laughs> Diddy, baby. Diddy, Evolve. baby. Evolve. Change with the times. Drop the tight end position. Diddy did it. Pop daddy no more. P. Dids. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, fuck. What are we hitting next? Well... We talked about going grocery shopping earlier. We did, and we're not done. We're not done. We forgot. We forgot a few things on the list. We, <laughs> hey, we did go forget back. a couple things yeah. on the list. So are we hitting? The, we're going back to the no frills. Yeah, buddy. Well, the no frills, no namers is a a bit of a special one to me this week. <laughs> okay, we got three very similar <laughs> athletes. Okay. Choose carefully. <laughs> First no frills, no namer of the week. We got three this week, all right? Okay. Ben Broniker. Broniker? Broniker. Broniker. Tight end for Chicago versus the Lions. What did he do? One target. 18 yards, one tubby. Give it to him. Give it to him. <laughs> Helping nobody. All right? Nobody had that guy rostered. <clears throat> Number two. Anthony Fersker. Oh. Tight end for Tennessee. <laughs> Anthony Fersker. <laughs> they played Kansas City this week. He had four targets, three receptions, 36 receiving yards, and one tutty. <laughs> no frills, no namer. Number three. Matt, <laughs> number three. Okay. Nick Boyle. Tight end. Oh, no. Week 10. <laughs> last week. Versus New England, he had five receptions, 27 yards, and one tutty. Yeah. This week, or week 11, the week that just passed, yeah. he had four receptions and 78 yards. <laughs> Give it to the boys, man. And, like, I mean, yeah, we say I got a type. I'm sensing a pattern. <laughs> <laughs> but when the numbers don't lie, okay? That's when it true. comes to the namer, the numbers don't lie, man. Oh, yeah. And Gordon. so... Maybe take a look for one of these guys. Maybe you want to throw them in your lineup yeah. in a desolate position. Yeah, you know, what you know what my lineup's missing is a Broniker. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, right. it's missing a Fursker. Fursker. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you know what? Gord's hanging with his boys, you know? Gang's all here. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, man. <laughs> but. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, I've. No Framer doesn't, uh, doesn't discriminate. It's just only against other positions. <laughs> we only like tight ends. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, man. All of them, you swear. I know. Okay. <laughs> Are we hitting the stats? Yeah, let's hit dank stats. We let's got hit, some nice let's ones. Let's hit this Marty's week. dank stats. Yeah, Marty Bathwater. Stay hot, buddy. <laughs> stay, stay mildly above chill. <laughs> All right. Okay, David Johnson. He has uh, he has nine forced missed tackles on 113 touches for the Arizona Cardinals this year. Kenyon Drake has eight forced eight missed tackles on 35 touches in Arizona this year. I don't know what's up, but you watch David Johnson run. He looks like a fullback. Yeah. What is going on? Where is the jump that he once had? I yeah, don't know. He's, he might be on the de- on the decline. Who knows? The most sacks amongst teammates this season going into week 11, that number one in Green Bay was Darius Smith and Preston Smith at 16.5, both free agent pickups. At two was Chandler Jones and T. Sizzle, Terrell Suggs at 14.5 in Arizona. Minnesota represents at third, Everson Griffin and Danielle Hunter at 14. And this stat will drop like a rock. At four was Miles Garrett and Larry Ogunjobi <laughs> at 14. Um, interesting that, uh, that 14 miles Garrett had 10 of the 14. So moving along this past (laughs) Sunday marked the 22nd matchup between teams quarterbacked by Matt Ryan and Drew Brees, which surpassed the record held by Dan Marino and Jim Kelly as most ever in the Super Bowl era, which is crazy. 22 games, 22 games against each other. Wild, uh, flirting with elite greatness, uh, Michael Thomas, uh, through nine games, he has 86 catches for 1,027 yards. That's better than Marvin Harrison in his best year, who had 75 at this point and 972 yards, and Megatron, who had 60 catches at this point uh, for 974 yards. So the guy's just money. Yeah. He's been he's been steady all year. Um, Marcus Peters, he's the first uh, player since William Gay in 2014 with three pick sixes in a single season. In fact, his seven defensive touchdowns, we've talked about it earlier on the pod, uh, since entering the league in 2015 is the most by any player during that span. What it do, baby? What it do, baby? What it do, baby? (laughs) Yeah, just wild. Uh, The Seahawks, let's talk about that Monday night game a bit. They defeated the 49ers 27-24 in OT. This is the Seahawks' NFL-leading third win after trailing by at least 10 points this season. Uh, they did it the week before against the Buccaneers. Russell Wilson, this is nuts, is now 6-0 and in his career against teams that are at least eight games above 500. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Talk about rising to the occasion. The Seahawks and 49ers are now the only remaining teams that are undefeated on the road this season. Uh, it's hmm. the first time since the 16-game <clears throat> schedule was introduced in 1978 that two teams in the same division are 5-0 and on the road at the same time. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Kate, this is turning into the Patrick Mahomes of this NFL season where we, where we have to debate, do we include all the stats, but we have to, because they're crazy, they're crazy and they're record setting. So he's, he's beating a lot of things right now. So if you were to look in his 16 career starts, he has 13 wins. Patrick Mahomes in his, uh, first 16 had 12. Rush yards uh, in his first 16, he has 1,258. In Ladanian Tomlinson's first uh, season, he had 1,236. Passer rating in his uh, first 16 games, he's got a 94.4. Tom Brady had a 90.1. Yards per attempt, he's averaged 7.6. Aaron Rodgers is 7.5 in his first 16. 
And completion percentage, he's at 63, and Drew Brees had 61 in his first 16. Um, Wild. Just crazy, crazy. So here are the instances where a quarterback recorded a perfect passer rating more than once in one single season. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger in 2007, uh, Lamar Jackson in 2019. That's it. Crazy. Crazy. He's now started 16 games. So if you average that out to a full season, it would average to 3,150 passing yards, 20 touchdowns, 8 picks, 1,200 rushing yards, and 10 rushing touchdowns. Uh, Michael Vick, in context, Michael Vick didn't throw for 3,000 yards till his 8th season. And he only his career high of 1,039 rush yards came in his 6th year. Crazy. He's a video game man. He's on pace to eclipse Mahomes' record last year, 417 fantasy points. He's on pace to get 422. Those are the dank stats. He's a video game, man. Crazy. He's a video game. Crazy. Yeah, you know it. Mm. (sighs) No no Marty's milestone this week. No Marty's milestone. Nobody deserved it. No, sorry, man. That's okay. But you know what? We got to follow what uh, Feldy said, right? Keep it, keep it tight when you yeah. can. If yeah. you don't got it, you don't got it. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, <clears throat> so Gord had uh, an idea for his own intro song this week. <laughs> I don't know if I'm down with that idea. I think I should still have full reign and control. Um, and I, I based my pick this week for the Grinder segment uh, with that in mind because I want to appease Gord and let him know I'm here for him. So this one, <laughs> this is a special dedication to you, Huncho. You know I love country. Yeah. Just got to oh. dig up a little Alan Jackson for it. Oh, all. man. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's good. I had, to, I had to earn my... I had to show you why I need this position so. <laughs> I mean, Teddy. We yeah, haven't even I, fucking introduced Teddy tonight. No, I, I said what's up to Teddy. Yeah, but there. Teddy's sitting across the fucking room. Oh, not even invited to the man. party. I mean, I'll Get be right him back. over here. Yeah. Get him over here. Because we hitting the Gord's Grinder anyway. It's Gord's Grinder, baby. Oh, man. I do love country music. <laughs> but this week, you know, I don't always like to have the big name guys in the grinder. But when when you're the only guy who qualifies, you got you to gotta have him. You got to have him in. And it's Mr. Mike Thomas. Can't guard him. Can't guard him. Can't guard Mike. Man, you cannot. 14 targets, 13 receptions, and 152 yards. In a loss... That uh, I really thought the Saints, who dat, should have won. Um, he was the only guy going, and uh, you know he, he goes to work, puts Every, his, yeah, puts his hard hat and his boots on, and uh, he gets out there and he grinds. <laughs> yeah, that's right. God bless the working man. Traded him away. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, buddy. Yeah. Well, oh fuck. It's a uh, it's a tough go. It's a tough go for grinders sometimes. You know. <laughs> yeah. Feel that? Oh man. Okay, well, let's jump into the uh, fearless forecast oh. and the fearless tank cast. 
And here, I'll make you a deal. I'll uh, I'll get Teddy sparked up here. Okay, I'll fire up. Fire it up if you want to go fearless. fearless. Well, still not doing so great in the old fearless here. (laughs) (laughs) Last week I had Mr. Zach Pascal, wide receiver (laughs) for the Indianapolis Colts versus Miami. I said he'd go for over 110 in one score. Mr. Zach Pascal disappointed. <laughs> Seven targets, two receptions, 26 yards, 2.6 points. Mr. Pascal, qu'est-ce que tu fais? <laughs> Pourquoi? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why, Pascal? Okay? Why? Uh, so that's a loss. Yeah. That's a loss. Um, and then your boy, Ronald Jones II. Rojo, too. First Arizona. <laughs> I predicted he would have 90 rush yards, one rush tutty, 42 receiving yards. He actually had 29 rush yards, one rush tutty, eight receptions, 77 yards, and a fumble lost. Do I call it a win? (laughs) (laughs) It's... Take it. You two out of four. I'm taking it. I'm taking it. You need it. That That brings my dismal record... To four and twelve. <laughs> Man. Fuck! Oh. <coughs> oh, that's good. That is fresh. But there's always next week. Yeah, buddy. exactly. There's always next week. Who did you have last week? <coughs> well, I didn't want to invite any more controversy. <laughs> Amongst the pod, and uh, especially given last week's Feldies. So I treaded lightly. But last week I picked quarterback Matt Stafford to have a down week against the Chicago Bears. I thought he'd have 17 passes uh, for under 220 yards, one touchdown, two picks. Well, unfortunately, Matt Stafford was ruled out hours before kickoff uh, and ended up uh, snapping his streak of 136 consecutive regular season starts. A uh, little dank stat in here. That was the sixth longest streak for a quarterback in NFL history and the second longest active streak behind Phillip Rivers' 218 straight starts, hmm. which is pretty impressive too. Iron Man. So, in the spirit of fair play and integrity, I will have to leave this one uh, for the good of the pod. <laughs> I won't take it as a win. Nor will I take it as a loss. I'll leave the easy money on the board, and I will count it as a null and void. So you're going to have an odd, an odd That's record. That's correct. That's correct. Okay, all right. Because if if I had to pick between the two, it would be a win. Because <laughs> he, didn't he underperformed play. what I expected. <laughs> Uh, so, but uh, as I said, integrity. And I'm happy. I'm happy with the null and void. Okay, perfect. It helps me a little bit. Anyway. Okay, well... Uh, at tight end, oh god, I thought that in the tank history that we'd have our first shout out. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, it did not happen. Eric Ebron getting nothing, uh, and old double E. Uh, I said zero catches, zero yards, zero touchdowns. <laughs> well, kind of, kind of blew up in my face, you know. Am I so out of touch? No, it's the children who are wrong. 
So that one, that one stung a little bit. Uh, Ebron had a mildly productive day with five catches for 56 yards. Didn't score. But either way you look at it, it's another L as my record gets ever so close to a lukewarm 500 record. Currently, I'm sitting at 8-7. and seven, But really, like a shout-out. I mean, I mean, come on, Marty. Be better. You're too busy trying like tr- trying to punch out of my weight class. I gotta rein it in. Rein it in. <laughs> Eight and seven. Yeah, start picking guys like Edo Smith. Stuff like that. Really pad the stats a little bit, eh? You think I would go that way, but I I stuck true. There's some names in my tank. All right. This week. All right. At wide receiver, I got Kenny, Baby Tron Galladay against the Dallas Cowboys. A few factors play into this one. The Lions are playing the Dallas D. They've given up the second fewest fantasy points to wide out this year. Uh, And the Lions will most likely be without Stafford again. He hasn't practiced all week. Uh, And last week, without him, Galladay put up a very average three catches for 57. With uh, uh, Jeff Driscoll starting under center, don't expect a ton from big play Galladay. I'm thinking he gets under 40 yards receiving, no touchdowns. All right. At running back, Mark Ingram second against the Houston Texans. He was held to last week against the poorest Bengals D to just 34 yards, and now is a tall task ahead ahead of him with the Texans coming to town. They've given up the ninth fewest fantasy points to running backs this season, and uh, they'll look to bottle up Ingram again this week. I think he'll be held to under 45 yards on the ground with no scores, and he's going to lose a fumble. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So, I need this. <laughs> I need this. I could, I'm in danger of going 8-9 and nine if I don't hit here. That's under 500. That's on me. That's on me. Come on, baby. I need this prediction to hit. I really, really need this. Got to get in the W. Oh, this is bad. This is really bad. You work and you slave and you steal just enough for a sweet lick of that shiny brass ring. Don't I get a lick? Doesn't Gil get a lick? Come on, baby. Gil needs it. <laughs> oh, my God. Man, I'm, I'm, I roll into the fearless... So nervous every week. But the thing is, you know what? Maybe if I did a little bit more research, a little less gut, maybe I'd come through. Maybe. But then when I feel like I do look into it, I still don't come through. (laughs) So this week, Big Dick Nick. He's my QB fearless forecast for the week. Ooh, I like this. First Indy, Nick Foles, the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's right. Fucking cat guy's supposed team. I personally hope this happens because I need DJ Chark rolling. Yeah. Yeah. So, Indy's on a bit of a slide. Big Dick Nick going show up. 330 yards through the air. Three tutties. Mm. All right? Okay. No rush yards for the guy, though. Damn. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty safe bet there. I would say so. Yeah. Because I need it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, tight end. The... Red Zone Reindeer, Kyle Rudolph. Oh, All right. baby. He's been hot the last yeah. two weeks, yeah. and, and Kirk's been using him. Uh, they're playing Denver, which is a, you know not the best matchup on paper, but I think he's going to have to use those short kind of intermediate routes and try and kind of pick apart that defense. Um, little bit of a homer pick. Just grabbed him on the wire. Going to start him this week, too, so hopefully he does good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think he's. That. I think he's going for 86 yards and one tutty. Ooh, baby, I did that. All right. Okay. All right. Fuck. Well, well, let's keep that theme going. 
Let's talk about the buds from last week. And normally we start at quarterbacks, but we're going tight end. Oh, Kyle the Reindeer Rudolph. Oh, <laughs> against the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, listen to the stat line. He had four catches for fourteen yards. That's it. Like, and then it was luckily two of those were touchdowns. <laughs> oh, and he scored a two pointer. Uh, that was good for fifteen fantasy points. Uh, which placed him second amongst the high-scoring tight ends in Week 10, Give just behind Mark Andrews. Yet another example of perhaps why this position should be rethought of in fantasy. Just you're, saying. You're the second-highest guy gets 15 points. Yeah. it's. I think it's a worthy discussion. At running back, Derek Henry against the Kansas City Chiefs. <sighs> massive, massive factor in the mighty, mighty Titans. Unexpected win over the Chiefs. He ran for just short of 200 yards with 188 on the ground, two touchdowns. Easily, best game of the year, posted 35 points. I'm sure helped fantasy owners across the globe get a coveted victory. At wide receiver, my boy, I've been waiting for you, man. I've been waiting for you. Christian Kirk against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He had a day. Touted. As prime fantasy breakout star in many preseason articles. I know. I read every single one. Uh, Owners were finally feeling good about Kirk. He had the best game of the season, posted a whopping 138 on six catches, and made not one, not two, but three house calls for the Cardinals. Eating good and AZ with Kyler. Oh, baby. 35 points. Way to go, Kirk. Yeah, absolutely. Had a day. Yes. And Gord, your boy, never mind. Not mine. Yours. Daniel Jones oh, against baby. the New York Jets. Danny Trademark had a day for the G-Men. Throwing for one, 308 and four touchdowns. Yeah. For fantasy owners who were brave enough to start him, he rewarded them beautifully with 34 points. Of course, this was against the Jets, but you got to give him love when you're able <laughs> yeah, to give man, him love. Give it to him. Exactly. Give it to him. Yeah. And those are the buds of the week. Oh, man. The duds. Got to hit the duds hard, and there's a couple big namers mm. in here. Let I'll, them have I'll, it. I'll start with quarterback, I okay, guess. Okay, yeah. Quarterback, Mr. Cheeseman himself, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. Oh, had a tough one versus Carolina. And uh, 233 pass yards, 7 rush yards. Only got the boy 10 points. 10.02 points. That's all I got from that <laughs> motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but he's, he's QB done of the week, obviously. And you know what? That's the thing about Rodgers, man. He's putting up fucking 35, 40 points. Oh yeah. And then he puts up like a 12 pointer last week and a 10 pointer this week. Of but, course. When he gets Devonta Adams back, right? Oh, Just the man. way we wrote it up. Bullshit. Fuck. Wide receiver, Calvin Ridley. Mm. There's Nola. He had 19 rush yards, three receptions, 28 yards through the air, 4.7 points. And, uh... That's a game that New Orleans did not look good in. No. You know? No. And I, so yeah. he should have been performing a little bit better, yeah. I would think. I think it's pretty telling, though, that they've got all, that he had, what, three rush attempts? Yeah. So they're trying to find ways to get him the ball. Ways to get him going. Yeah. A couple jet sweeps here and there, right? Which is reassuring for fantasy owners, for sure. True. So. Uh, running back. Uh, guy who's not, not really in the dud section very often. Zeke Elliott Ooh, versus Minnesota. Come on down. And that stout run defense. He had 20 rush attempts. He only had 47 yards on the ground. <coughs> he added two receptions for 16 yards to the air for a paltry 6.3 points. Woof. And I was going to give it to Saquon, but he got hurt. So that's 
you know. Yeah, you can give it to old Zeke. Yeah, Zeke Zeke needs a little bit of wake up every now and then. Yeah. Tight Zeke, end. Zeke's like Buzz's girlfriend. Woof. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Tight end, Darren Waller versus Chargers. Not his uh not his week this week. No. Five no. targets, three receptions, forty receiving yards, four points. Just wasn't in the game script. Yeah. And fuck man, John Gruden's a guy who might be looking at Coach of the Year too, man. He's done good with them. You know? Yeah, there is talk about uh, old Chucky getting nominated uh, for Coach of the Year. And you, you can't really argue with it. If, no. If they run the table, if Carr keeps playing like he is, who knows? Yeah, I agree. Who knows what happens? Those well, are the duds. Those are the duds. Well, moving along, we're going to quickly recap the N40L and the Triple F before moving into the ninth letter uh, that was directed towards Stewart. Mm-hmm. So, Gord, what would you like to take on? Uh, I'll rip the N40 quick, I guess. All right. Um, a couple tough weeks for the boys here. I lost to the Butt Pirates, one ten to eighty seven. Brutal, dropped me down to tenth place. Linwood Butt Pirates sitting eighth. Sweatpant Boners beat Cat Dude, ninety six seventy five. Uh, the Bonaires are in fourth. Cat Dude is quietly in fifth. Uh, the Blazers beat the Scoundrels, one thirty seven to one sixteen. Blazers sitting second. Scoundrels uh, surprisingly dropped down to seventh. Oh, Scott! Yeah, you got to make eight pools this year, Scotty. Yeah, pull it together in these divisional games, man. <laughs> he needs He's it. The only guy in the league that I don't think has ever seen the A. He needs it. He's, he needs it. We got to give it to him. Come on, Scott. Uh, the yeast late yeast. Well, what was he? What was he last week? White tight ends win. No, that was against me. Who did he play last week? Careless Whisper. Oh. Uh, he was the soggy croissants. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the soggy croissants for his careless whisper, uh, took him down one fourteen uh, eighty two. <laughs> <laughs> soggy croissants. Fucking rock pile, John. <laughs> Stop! I could have dropped my croissant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, the newly renounced uh, yeast like flounders are. In third, Careless Whisper is toiling in 12th. Cowtown Killers beat the Downtown Degenerates, 118-72. Killers are in the A pool, sitting in sixth. Degenerates are one spot below me in 11th. As Feldman predicted, he said his biggest rival coming down the stretch would be Nigel. Yeah. And they're battling out for that last spot. So, good on him. Good on him. Happy for him. Uh, Valley View Vices beat the Coronas. You know, not a very good showing from either, obviously, but no. 79 to 52. The Valley View Vices are still uh, comfortably in first, and the Coronas are in ninth. That's right. And that's it? That's it. All right. Well, just a few things to touch on in the 40. Longest winning streak. Wow. This is impressive. The Mighty Boners, five in a row. Hmm. Way to go, Stewie. Longest losing streak. The Careless Whimpers at seven in a row. Honorable mention, the Coronas have dropped four in a row. Luckily, both in our division. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but fuck, Uh, I'm toiling, man. I need to win out. Well, speaking of divisions, uh, massive three weeks coming up. All divisional games in that league. Yeah. Just like the Flyers League, all divisional games coming up here. Um, We will jump into it right now. In the uh, Flyers League, my team continues to slide... uh, 
in uh, in the worst way possible. <laughs> rivalry week. Oh, rivalry week took on the Hancho himself, and yeah, it was it was tough because I had a good showing. I put up one twenty five, but Gord led the league with one fifty six. Would have beat every other team except for two. Uh, but that's the way she goes in fantasy. Gord slides into second comfortably. Slides? I was in there last week. Oh, well, mainstay. <laughs> and I stay at 10 too. Main A couple mainstays, you know? Yeah. Uh, speaking of mainstays, the Grosvenor Gluttons stayed at the bottom. Uh, they got crushed 119 to 91 by the Swans, who moved into sixth. The Z Boys continue their run of just nice games uh, slowly. Grinding them out. Grinding them out and getting into that A pool. Uh, they won 76 to 56 against the Dribble Bros. They're in fourth. Dribble Bros staying last. Cast flopped it out. Fourth and 20 in third place. 151 beat Nine Rivers and Counting with 83. They And John sits at nine. Meat Beaters have 95 uh, points That's this past week. They beat the Trousers, to, who only put up 87. Meat Beaters are in seventh. Trousers Snakes in fifth. And Johnny, who is in first in both leagues, yeah, uh, put up 136 and beat the Kenny Banyas, uh, who only put up 95. So Johnny stays in first. The Banyas dropped to, to eighth place. A couple notes from the Triple F. Longest winning streak is a tie at three in a row between the Meat Beaters and the NSRS. The longest losing streak belongs to Bakey, our former correspondent. I don't even know anymore. Yeah, he's he's not around. He's not around. What was my win streak at? Uh, three. Oh. Three in a row. The Gluttons, uh, they've, they've dropped three in a row. And in fact, here's a better stat. They have one win in their last nine. Ooh. Tough. And it was against me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Fucking right. Okay, well, uh, would you like to man the controls for Stuart's letter? Or... I can read it. I can read okay. it. I haven't read it yet. I have not read it either. <laughs> Andrew sent it to us about a couple hours ago. So without further ado, here's the ninth letter. After this, it's me and Gord's left in the redemption. Yeah, and that, thank God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me get this lined up here. Hold on, let me get settled in here. All right. All right. Should we play the story time music while we're reading the letters? Hey, we've advanced in many ways in this pod, and I don't see why that one shouldn't be another one of them. You know? I know. Okay, well, I'll get her, uh... That's okay. Two phones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two I phone got, guy. I got two phones in my ad right now. <laughs> Christopher oh. walking around money. <laughs> but uh alright. Well this is this is Stu's letter, I believe. Yeah. And uh Andrew writes, Dear Stu, I couldn't do it last night. I quit. You have the pleasure of reading the thoughts of an extremely hungover man. I haven't had a headache this bad since my two consecutive defeats to the almighty sweatpant boners, who as for the rules, I must say are the vastly superior team to mine in many ways. You cannot get a better QB than Patrick Holmes. I said this to Johnny as well, Jared Goff. It's too bad for you fellas that we aren't doing a keeper league, as you two would be set. Mahomes was way better than Cam Newton, who is my QB. Editor's note. Pen ink changes from blue to black, which is nice we don't have to deal with because Andy <laughs> typed it out for us. Thank you. <laughs> Stu, you have the dubious honor of having the only letter, hopefully written, in two different colors of ink. I have unfortunately lost the other pen somehow, and I don't think it's coming back. Also, you are number nine, so, th- 
<laughs> Other than this ink mix-up, you are getting me at the end of this process. So it's become quite refined, and you're getting me at my best. Now where were we anyway? Ah yes, wide receivers. Big fan of T.Y. Hilton and Brandon Cooks. I'm going to assume they both had better seasons than my guys. Stefan Diggs just wasn't getting the targets this year, and the rest were probably scramble-style waiver-wire pickups to try and overcome weak drafting. <laughs> too little, too late. Story of my year, you could say. Let's move on to running backs. Not gonna lie, I don't know yours very well, but they're most likely younger and less injured than mine. I think Frank Gore is pretty much older than Dirt at this point. Editor's note, ink changes from black back to blue. All right. What is dead may never die. What is dead may never die. <laughs> Holy crap, would you look at this. I found the original pen again. This is truly a blessed day. And good day for us, and therefore the world. The blue just jumps off the page in such a lively fashion when compared to the black ink. I'm a black ink guy. <laughs> truly, this is an auspicious day. I think the name Sweatband Boners is hilarious. I also appreciate that you have stuck, it, <laughs> stuck with it through thick and thin, good years and bad. Not only does this dodge the league convention of a pun involving the name of a player on your roster, which I must admit that I love, it also resists the current theme in our league of naming after neighborhood that you live in, followed by a cheeky mascot of your own choosing, perhaps containing alliteration or rhyme or consonants, but not necessarily. <laughs> Alright. Holy fuck. <laughs> I tip my cap to you, good sir, for being a bastion and con- of continuity in our league and these changing and uncertain times by keeping the name Sweatpant Boners aloft for all to see. Best of luck to the Boners this year. Yours respectfully, Andrew Strathcona Corona GM. Damn. You know what I realized halfway through reading that, uh, while you were reading that? I've... This punishment has turned into my punishment. <laughs> <laughs> It has turned like, into God our punishment, like, man. Oh, man. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes I'm like, oh, my God. What is happening? Hey, Why man. did I... I should have just said, write whatever you want to fucking say, because that's the funniest shit. Like, him trying to, like, pump up other teams, it's like, oh, this is so irrelevant now. <sighs> you know? Well... Whatever. Lesson learned. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I thought the lemonade sound would have been better, but... Yeah. Well, there is a bit of resistance there. How dare you? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Well. (coughs) Cool. That's it. That is it. Episode 27. Episode 27. That's pretty wild. Quite wild, I would say. And kept this one real trim for the boys. Oh, for sure. I think we're, I think we're, as we mentioned, we're, we're settling into our groove. We're figuring out what works. We're figuring out what doesn't work. And in the in the long run, what what really matters is that Huncho and Bathwater, we are chasing our dreams. Have you ever had a dreams that that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything. Oh, man, we're dreaming, boys. Oh, well, I guess we'll see you next week. Yeah, for sure. All right, see you, boys. Uh, uh Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, uh uh-huh, yeah. It's all about the 
Benjamins, baby. Uh, uh huh, yeah. Benjamins, baby. Uh. Now, what y'all wanna do? Wanna be ballers, shot callers, brawlers? Who be dipping in the bins with the spoilers? On the low from the Jake and the Taurus, trying to get my hands on some grants like Horace. Yeah, living the raw deal. Three course meal, spaghetti, fettuccine, and veal. But still, everything's real in the field. And what you can't have now, leave when you will. But don't knock me for trying to bury seven zeros over in Rio de Janeiro. Ain't nobody's hero, but I wanna be heard. On your hot nine seven every day, that's my word. Swimming in women with their own condominiums. Five plus fives who drive millenniums. It's all about the Benjamins. What? I get a 50 pound bag of oof for the mutts. Five cash. On my hands with the cuts And something I European chromed out with the clutch bro, nigga. Drinking more liquor Driving a bro bigger I'm with most sippers Watched by gold diggers Rocking bajor denims with gold zippers Lost your touch, we kept owls Popping crystals Freaking the three-quarter reptiles Enormous cream, forest green Binge Jeep for my team So while you sleep, I'm a scheme You see through, so why nobody never gonna believe you You should do what we do Stack chips like Hebrews Don't let the melody Intrigue you, cause I leave you. I'm only here for that green paper with the I'm strictly trying to cop those colossal size Picasso's and have poppy flip coke outside the gastos. The end up with cash flowing like Sosa and the Latin chick transporting in a chocha. Stampeding over pop modes, never sober. Flexing Range Rovers, dealing weight by Minnesota. Avoiding arcs with camcorders and Chevy Novas. Stash in the building with this chick named Alona from Daytona. When I was young, I want the boner, but now I only hit chicks. To win beauty passions, tricking and taking me skin at the Aspens, uh, gangster mental, stay popping crystal, pack a black pistol and the act coupe that's dark brown, pinky ringing, gondolas with the man singing, Italian music down the river with your chick clinging to my bizzles, play you mad fools, acting hard when you as pussy as RuPaul's. What y'all wanna do? Wanna be ballers, shot callers, brawlers. Who be dipping in the bins with the spoilers? On the low from the in the Taurus. Wanna bumble with the B, huh? Throw a hex on the whole family. Dressed in all black like the Omen. Have your friends singing, this is for my homies. And you know me for making niggas so sick. Lost in my six with the Lex on the wrist. If it's murder, you know she wrote it uh-huh. German Ruger for your ass, bitch, deep throated Know you wanna feel the rule, cause it's platinum coated Take your pick, got a firearm, you should've told it Suck a dick, all that bullshit you kick Play a hatin' from the sideline, get your own shit Why you ridin' mine? Uh-huh. I'm a good fella, kinda lady Stash the 80s in Mercedes Puffy, hold me down, baby Only female in my crew Then I kick shit like a uh, nigga do uh, Pull the trigger uh, to uh, fuck come you I've been in skills, crystal still Hot bills in Brazil About a mill of ice grill Make it hard to figure me Liquor be kicking me In my asshole Undercover, down in grass hole That's my East Coast girl The Bentley, the twirl My West Coast shorty Push the chrome 740 Rockin' red man and naughty Oh, with my kitty cat Half a brick of yay In the bra with my titties at 
and I'm living that whole life we push weight. Uh-huh. Fuck the state, pen, fuck holes in Penn State. Listen close, it's Francis, the praying mantis. Attack with the map, my left hand spit. Right hand grip on the whip for the smooth getaway. Player haters, get away, or my lead will spray. Squeeze off till I'm empty, don't tempt me. Only to hell I send thee, all about the Benji's. Why? Benjamin's baby. Uh-huh. 